You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice and tips on making in the UK. So let's get on with today's show. Welcome to episode number 174 of the Make It British podcast. Hope your week is going well. Thank you everyone for the wonderful feedback that I had on the Marketplaces episode that I did last week. So many of you reaching out to me to say that you have been in the position currently where you're thinking, should I join a new marketplace? Or you've had lots of online marketplaces contacting you recently, a real influx of them, it appears there has been. So if you did listen to that and you found it useful, thank you for listening. I'm, I'm glad that it was of use. And I'm hoping that the topic I've got today is also something that will be useful to many of you. And it is, why are my products not selling? So I know how it goes. You pour your heart and soul into creating a new product. You launch it and it's just crickets. And it can be so tough when you put lots of love and care into something that you get made and it feels like it hasn't worked. There can be so many reasons why products don't sell. It's a really complex area. But there are lots of things that you can do to make sure that your products have a good chance of success and a good chance of selling because it may not be the product and it's certainly not you. So don't take it personally. So let's run through firstly what the things you can do to set yourself up for success if you are creating a new product. And if you have got a product out there which isn't selling, what can you do to try and boost those sales and make it happen? So firstly, before you even create any new product, you need to know in as much detail as possible who you're actually creating it for. Who is the customer for that product? Where else do they shop? What else do they buy? And what is their lifestyle? Why is your product going to earn their hard-earned cash more than anything else that they can buy that's out there? Once you know who you're developing your product for, it becomes so much easier because you then know how you're going to get the product in front of those ideal people that you're developing this product for. It may be that your product isn't selling because you just haven't got it in front of the right people. But if you have developed it with an ideal customer in mind, you're off to a much better start than if you develop a product without thinking who the person is that's going to buy it. I know in particular with new businesses that it's a bit of a misconception that they think they're going to launch a new product, build a brilliant, beautiful looking website, set up an Instagram account and the sales are going to come flooding in. But having a website, a beautiful product and an Instagram account does not guarantee you sales. You need to know that you're getting your product in front of the right people and that you're on the right channels. So maybe Instagram is not the right thing for where your customers are. But if you've done your research on your customers, you'll probably have a really good idea of where they are hanging out. It might be that they're hanging out on Pinterest or TikTok or maybe they don't shop online at all and they're actually an old-fashioned types who like to go and touch and feel a product in a shop. But until you know exactly who they are and where they're hanging out, how can you possibly know how you're going to get your products in front of them? 
And then once you do know who they are, it is a case of trial and error. Try different platforms, see which one works. Where do the sales start to happen? And once you've found that magic place, just do more of it. Now, one of the biggest mistakes that any product-based business can make is designing and making a product just because they love it. But they haven't stopped to actually ask their potential customers if it's what they want and they aren't listening to feedback. So all too often, I see passionate business owners who have developed a product that they absolutely love because they love it, but they haven't really thought about who else is going to love it. And I know that sounds harsh, but you do need to start always with the customer first and design with them in mind and then listen to their feedback. If you're making in the UK, obviously one of the great advantages is that you're much closer to your manufacturing. So you're able to make things in smaller batches, test it, see what works, make more of it. Don't spend ages perfecting a design before you get that all important customer feedback. Get that feedback as soon as you can, even if it means putting something out there that you aren't 100% happy with. And as designers, we all spend ages trying to get the perfect design and making something absolutely beautiful. I know from my background as a designer, I was particularly precious about any product and any design and getting it 100% perfect before I wanted people to see it. But you should really get into the mindset of testing something, even if it's not exactly perfect. I read a really good book once called The Lean Startup by a chap called Eric Rees. And it talks about something called the MVP, which stands for the Minimum Viable Product. And in his book, he says the best way to build a new business is to develop a product in a small quantity, the minimum viable product, hence the MVP, get feedback and then make constant iterations until you get it completely right. And it's a great way to validate any new market idea. And I think it works for pretty much anything. I know that some manufacturers want you to make bigger quantities, but if you possibly can, try and find someone that can make just a small first iteration for you and get something out there. But there are also several ways of getting feedback on a new product idea these days without even having to make it. You could do a pre-launch, so asking your customers to purchase something up front for an incentive such as a discount. And the great thing about that is once you know that people are willing to pay for something, then you know it's worth making more of it. I mean, it's how made to order and bespoke works. The product doesn't get made until the order is placed and something's paid for. And a great example of getting people to pay for something before it's been manufactured is crowdfunding. So you get the sales in if you do a crowdfunding campaign before you've made a single one. And it's a great way of testing the market and seeing what people are willing to pay for. So assuming you've researched the market, you've done a test or you've launched a small batch of your product and it's still not selling, what should you do? Well, there are so many different possible reasons why a product might not be selling. So I'm going to list off some of the questions that you want to ask yourself, which may give you the answers for your particular product. So firstly, have you reached enough people to be able to really test that idea? And are you reaching the right people and have you given it long enough to test that idea? So just putting something out on Instagram and doing a couple of posts or putting it on your website, if you're not getting it in front of the right people, then how are you gonna know if it's the right product? So have a think about whether you've actually reached 
the right people or enough people to really test the idea. One way of finding out if you've reached enough people is have a look at the analytics on your website. Are enough people visiting the pages on your website and seeing your products? Selling products online is totally a numbers game. E-commerce conversion rates can be as low as like three, five percent of people that visit your site. But if you aren't looking at how many people are visiting your site, you won't know whether you're even getting to three or five percent conversion rate. So you need to know your numbers. Maybe it's just a case of you need to get more people to your website to see your products. So then you need to think about how are you going to get them there? Once you know they're coming onto your website, where are they dropping off? Are they dropping off on the product pages? Are they putting stuff in the basket but not buying it? In which case it may be that your postage is too high or maybe you're just offering far too much choice. So maybe they're spending ages looking at your website and then they just get so over confused by too much choice, they end up buying nothing at all. So until you've really dug into the numbers, you won't know where the problem lies. It may also be in the images for your product. Maybe there's a disconnect between the prices that you're charging for your products, which are premium quality British made products. I'm sure they are if you're listening to this podcast, but your imagery doesn't match up with the quality or the prices you're charging. So that could be another reason. Or maybe you're trying to sell the features of your products and not the benefits. So what you may be doing on your product pages is just giving the features of the product like, oh, you know, it's got a couple of pockets or it's got four buttons down the front. But what you're not really telling the customer is what are the benefits of that product and how is it going to make them feel? Is the fabric super soft? Is it really warm? Is it waterproof? Why are they going to fall in love with that product enough to buy it when they see it? How are you selling it to them in your description? Are you giving them enough to really make them want to buy it? At the end of the day, no one needs any new stuff. So for anyone to want to buy your products, they've really got to fall in love with it as much as you do. So how are you getting them to do that? People need to imagine how your product is going to fit into their life. So make sure you're selling those benefits when you write on your product descriptions or in your social media posts when you're talking about your product. And then if people really aren't buying, have you asked them why not? If you've got a way of getting back to people who put your products in their basket but don't end up buying, can you email them and ask them why they didn't buy it? How can you get feedback from people, your ideal customers, about why they haven't bought your product? This is not getting feedback from your mum, your gran or your sister, because they might not tell you the real truth. You need to get feedback from your ideal target customers as to why they haven't bought the product. It may be something really simple that you haven't thought of. And actually, that is where meeting customers in real life is a great opportunity to get feedback from people as to why they are and they aren't buying something. So if you're only selling online, can you do any in-person events to get feedback from people? Can you make sales that way? And finally, if your products really aren't selling and you've given it long enough and you think you're in front of your target customers, should you lower your prices? Are your products not selling because they're too expensive? I would say in my experience, nine times out of 10, it is not the cost of your product, which is the reason why it is not selling. You just haven't got it in front of the right people who love it enough to pay for it. If you've done your market research and your product is a comparable price to similar UK made products that are out there, 
then don't lower your prices. It just leads to customers constantly looking for deals and discounts from you. And if you're not making enough money to cover your costs because you've lowered your prices to try and get the sale, you're not going to have a business for much longer anyway. I did an episode number 152 of this podcast, which was all about whether you're charging enough for your new K-made products. And I go into quite a lot of detail there about how you can test whether you're not charging enough for your products. So go back and have a listen to that if you haven't already. And please don't lower your prices just to try and get a sale. Because if you've designed a beautiful product with your target customer in mind, you've researched the market, it's a comparable price to other products out there, then it's not going to be the price that's the reason that you're not selling. It's going to be one of several other factors that I've covered on today's episode. So if your products really aren't selling, I very much doubt it's going to be the price. It's going to be that you're not in front of the right people. You've not given it long enough. Or maybe you've just designed a product without thinking about who the end user is. In which case, no matter how much you lower your price, it's still going to be really, really difficult to sell it. So, of course, at the end of the day, there's always products which aren't going to sell. My experience as a buyer you never got everything right. There were always a few things that just didn't sell. You thought they were the right thing to put in the collection at the time. And for whatever reason, they were just total clangers. And you might as well have thrown them in the bin. But it's a numbers game. And you can do as much as you possibly can to make sure that those numbers are working in your favour by doing your research before you start. So don't get disheartened if you've just got one or two things that aren't selling. There's always going to be something that's not going to sell as well as something else. But if you're doing it in a small batch and you're making it locally and you're just testing it and it doesn't work, that's fine. Just don't make it again. So I'd love to hear if you have got a product that's not selling, did you do some digging around to try and find out what that reason might be and what were your findings when you did that? Please drop me an email as usual to kate at makeitbritish.com .co.uk. I'd love to hear from you. And if you are interested in me helping you directly with your business, whether that's with product development, sales, marketing, I am reopening my coaching program very soon. If you go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash work with me, I will let you know as soon as the applications open. Have a great week. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday and Friday, plus there are bonus episodes occasionally. So make sure you subscribe in your favourite podcast app. And if you're looking to find British made brands or UK manufacturers, check out the directory on the Make It British website, which you can find at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash directory. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.